you in the name of all that is good, all that is sacred, and in the warm and loving energy of this community, Spiritual Life Center. If you're joining us for the first time, we especially want to welcome you because we know that you are not here by accident. You're here by divine appointment. Thank you for joining us on your unique path today, and we hope you enjoy this special message from this past Sunday's service. Well, welcome to a new version of the Spiritual Life Center experience. You know, we're having our hybrid service, and that means no live music for the moment, and that will change, I'm sure, very soon. Any event, as I said earlier, it's uh, great to see people live and in color. Because, you know, for the last year, I've been in a room with a camera and a technician, and it's very different than having a room with some people in it and actually talking to them. So thank you for your presence here today. And I also thank those who are watching virtually because I can feel you're energetic as well. So I can say almost every day, is life good or what? Because God is good all the time. You know, as I was approaching this service, I was saying to myself, self I don't know if I'm going to be able to rewire my brain to get into this new way of being. You know, uh, I don't know if this is going to work out. And then I realized that, you know, James, you're talking about the creative power of your words. You might want to come up with something different, a different set of words. And I start thinking about my friend Jim Lee when he says that, you know, if you run into a challenge or a problem or a difficulty and you don't know exactly how it's going to turn out, just say, oh, goody, I can't wait to see the blessings that are going to be here. So I've been saying, oh, goody, Spirit's going to present some great blessings in this whole experience. And as I began to speak those words, there was an energetic change that was within me. I felt different because I was speaking differently. It's almost the cells of my body began to transform and dance in a way that they weren't dancing before. You know, there's a different number of phrases in the Bible that talk about the power of words. And one of them says that life and death is found in the power of the tongue. And there's another one that says that by thy words you shall be justified. By your words you shall be condemned. And they're saying in so many words that words matter. Words have power. They can either build up or they can tear down. Words can persuade. Words can reshape individuals' minds. Words can even compel action in a way that maybe people were not willing to do before they heard those words. There's a time I read about a story of some frogs. I know it's a little jumping from, you know, human beings, but the frog, but there's a point to the story. And the, frog, and the frogs were traveling along, you know, doing what frogs do, I guess, hopping along, you know, frogging. 
And a couple of frogs fell into a, a deep, almost bottomless pit. Two of them, you know, fell down there. And, and then the rest of the frogs were kind of overlooking, looking in the ditch and saying to them, there's no hope for you. Just give up. You're pretty much good as dead. Well, they, you know, ignored those other frogs, and they started leaping, trying to get out, trying to get out, trying to get out. Now, one of the frogs, you know, lost his spirit, and it ended up going to uh, frog heaven. And because, you know, he heard what he thought was discouragement. Now, the other frog just kept on jumping, kept on leaping, and he did it for hours and hours and hours, and eventually he jumped up and got out, and the other frogs around him were saying, didn't you hear us? We were telling you there was no hope. There was no way that you were going to get through this, that you were going to go and, you know, you were going to croak. <laughs> and the frog said, I'm hard of hearing. I thought you were encouraging me. So I just kept up the entire time. I think it reminds us. The words matter. They make a difference with the words that we receive, the words that we say, and we receive them. Even if we don't hear it exactly right, whatever we thought we heard makes a difference. And one of the critical tools that helps us express the power that we have is the power of our spoken word. It is also known as the logos. You know, they say in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. If you look at the creation story, it said, let there be, and there was the creation story, the steps of creation that happened in our own lives. And when we begin to connect with that logos from this universal presence, oh, it has even more power. As the essayist Ralph Waldo Everson once said, he said that we can be an inlet and may be an outlet of all there is in God, more than we imagine. We each contain the full creative power of this grand universe through the words that we speak and the consciousness in which we speak them through. Our words matter. They matter a lot. And realizing how much they matter, we should let something good be said. Whenever we speak from that consciousness, we keep in the flow of the divine. Because those words are not only uplifting and life-affirming, when we're in the flow, we begin to affirm who we are. We uplift our own life. So we don't want to speak words that are against ourselves. Sometimes we do this at times. I'm sure we all fall into this. I may just speak for myself. Some days we say, you know, I don't feel good enough. You know, I feel sometimes I'm, you know, I'll, I wake up in the morning and my, my knees are creaking and I say, oh, boy, this body's getting old. And then, you know, sometimes I, I would say, man, I'm getting old. Some people say I'm getting too young or, well, I don't know if you get too young, but, you know, I'm too tall, too short, whatever the case may be, whatever our two might be, we sometimes speak against ourselves. When we speak against ourselves, we're fighting against the, all the power of the universe, and we begin to create a discord in our own consciousness, in our own awareness. And the words work against us. And some of the words that work against us that we often fall into the trap of doing is, is, is engaging in complaint. You know, if you want to prevent your good from flowing through you, oh, just become a good complainer. 
Now, a good complainer will reach and they'll search for something to complain about until they find it. And they end up being a complainer without ceasing. That's kind of the opposite of praying without ceasing. I guess a complainer without ceasing. You know, but the inability to, to, to see the good when we're complaining is really another way of affirming in so many words, I can't see God. I can't see God. I remember years ago when I was early in my uh, spiritual path and, and learning a lot about this, and I was following certain teachers, and I remember I was in New York, and I wanted to go see a, a spiritual teacher, and uh, I think in the Lincoln Center in New York City. And uh, I was in New Jersey, so I had to get on a train, and then I had to go ahead and uh, catch uh, the, 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 the bus and or kick a cab. I can't remember. I think I took a bus. I didn't have that much money during that time, so I sure took the bus. And I got there, and the guy wasn't there. They had somebody else there. So the whole time this other person was speaking, I said, where is the guy that's supposed to be here? I came all this way and spent all this time and effort and energy. What? This person should never be taking any kind of time off, not for not knowing I'm coming. And all of this stuff was going on in my mind. I'm complaining and complaining and complaining. And then I stopped for a while. And then I started listening to the person that was there. And that person was saying some profound, transforming words, but I wasn't hearing it because in my mind I was complaining about what was not instead of affirming what was taking place right before me at that particular time. I was saying I can't see God. You see, when we say those words, we're saying we're seeing all the negativity. We're seeing the missed opportunities. Someone can come to us with something magnificent and we won't even see it. So we don't want to use those kind of words because we block the realization of the good that's right before us. And if you combine, now some people are really good at complaining, but they're not experts. The experts are the ones who can combine complaining with blaming. <laughs> they combine the two together. Oh my God, that is an incredible combination. They still, they're blaming and complaining rise to expert level. And you know, when they do that, they know exactly who they complain about in their life, no matter what comes up. It was my mother. She dressed me funny when I was young. Or it was my ex-spouse. Or it was my ex-boss. It was, you know, the mayor, the governor, the president. Somebody's causing my life to be the what it is. They just know how to complain and blame all at the same time. And they miss the good that is there behind what we're seeing. So if you really want to be successful in creating discord in your awareness and block your good. Use words against yourself, such as blaming and complaining. But we don't want to use our words that way. Our words are creative. So let something good be said. We say something good when we express words of gratitude and appreciation. And we can start with any small thing. It doesn't really matter. Sometimes we'd say we can be appreciative and grateful for just the small things. We have to train ourselves to rejoice in gratitude because we know that good is always there, right there before us. Even before we, you know, the news store comes up in the morning, we create our own news. You know, we start rehearsing gratitude in advance. You know, sometimes in the morning when I feel a little off, you know, I said, oh, somebody's going to tell me something wonderful today. Oh, I say, oh, God is good. 
Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my heart is beating. I take that for granted, but you don't ever want to take the fan as your heart is beating. Be grateful for that. Oh, I was able to take in some oxygen today and energize my entire body all that great air that's around me. I don't care how good it is or not bad it is, as long as I got some flowing through me, I'm, I'm, I'm able to capture a new an, an idea because whenever I catch a new idea, I'm getting younger. If we're holding on to the old ideas and speaking those old ideas, we're always getting old. We want to get some new ideas, fresh ideas, affirming ideas. And if we have upda- outdated ideas, we're speaking against ourselves. So we practice words of gratitude. The good news has already happened in the spirit of the living God. After all, what could be greater or better than we're spiritually made in the image and likeness and out of God? We affirm that. We speak that. What could be better than our history has no power over us? It does not matter what has happened. It does not matter what has happened in our life. It does not matter what we've done or not done. It does not matter what we've accomplished or not accomplished, what has happened in our life. It doesn't even matter what has happened over the past year, which has been so much challenging for most of us. We can begin to speak a new future for ourselves in this moment. That's the good news. That's the good news. Let something good be said. When we're able to speak those words and creative words of power, we begin to able to, to hold more power. Just like a wire is holding electricity. As we let something good be said, we begin to hold more and more of the inspired thoughts and radiate more of the presence of God. Our attention becomes more appreciative of this presence that is always for us and can never be against us. And our genius capacity begins to increase because when we have that kind of energetic feel, we begin to attract more of the good that is around us. We begin to affirm that because those kinds of energies attract even more of it in our life. Even the words that we speak about other people or towards other people make a difference for us, for us. You know, Imelda Shanklin, who wrote an old Unity book called What Are You? And a quote that I referred to from time to time said, never speak or want for another person what you would not want to see objectified in your own life. And conversely, I add this, whatever you want in your life, say it, speak it, and affirm it for other people, particularly the people that you don't like, particularly the people that you can't stand. Because the reality is, we keep the original. They always get the copy. Whatever we're speaking, we're affirming ourselves in some way, shape, or form. You know, I was speaking to someone in uh, counseling and praying with them, and they were sharing to me that sometimes when someone else has something happen good in their life, they feel diminished. They hear some good news, their heart drops, particularly if somebody they don't feel good about. And they might say something to the effect, well, why did that happen to her and not me? How in the world did that person get that job or that contract? What, how is that person with that partner and not me? What's going on with her? They must be some sort of luck attractor or something, and the universe is just on their side. But here's the thing. When we speak affirming words for someone else, we realize that whenever anyone is blessed, We're all blessed. 
And we just want to join in on the action. And we speak it as if it is happening to ourselves because it is on some energetic level always happening for us. Yes. Sometimes if we don't use those creative words, things will change. You know, if we end up blaming and complaining and moaning and whatever else, they'll change. Things will just get worse. We want to use the creative power of our words by speaking, declaring the future that we want to see. And those words are even more powerful when we get them straight from the spirit of the living God. There's a cliche that says, don't listen to what you are saying on the surface level, the ego level, but rather say what you're listening to. When we lowly listen, when we begin to hear that still small voice within us and speak the words that we are hearing, we know those words will be something good because they come from the presence and the power and the love of God. Imagine everyone in the community, this country and our world, we just took five minutes of silence every single day, began to lowly listen, and then said only positive, grateful, constructive words for a day. Now, some people have a hard time doing that. They'd probably be shaking and vibrating and reacting because the only thing they know is like stuff that, you know, not necessarily uplifting, you know. What would come out of their life, mouth would nothing be nothing but silence if the only thing they could say were positive, uplifting, transformative words. It's kind of probably be like a Quaker meeting. <laughs> very quiet, very quiet, very quiet. You know, some folks just, just don't know what to say if they can't say anything that's, you know, life destroying. But they limit the allness of God if they do that. And I say, that's all right. Please be quiet. That's okay. Do us all some good. Stop limiting God. Stop limiting the universe by saying how bad things are. Stop limiting the universe about saying how bad the world is or how things never go my way. That if I didn't have any bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck at all. Where they say, oh my God, I know something's going to happen today. It's going to be bad because yesterday was bad and today's going to be bad too. Please be quiet. So that our world is only speaking the qualities of spirit. And then we'll see a transformation in a twinkling of the eye. You know, we're here in New Thought Spiritual Life Center, and in our philosophy is always to try to do something practical. We call it practical spirituality. So I had to leave one practical tip that we can use, and I got this from one of my mentors, uh, uh, Reverend Eric Butterworth. He talked about something called the seven-day diet, the seven-day verbal diet. You know, we have food diets, but, you know, the verbal diet is something different. And the verbal diet is that for seven straight days, you don't have to get any more. Just start out with seven straight days. Don't try to do it for the rest of your life. Just start out with seven straight days. We think before we speak. We listen to spirit before uttering any words out of our mouth. And then we only utter those words that reflect what we want in our life and in our world. Everyone in the country and the world would, would fast from harmful, destructive, and caustic words. Oh, we can use a lot of that in our world today. 
just for one whole day, what a great change would take place in our lives and on the planet. So I close out for this morning. Just sometimes we can look around our world and we can see and feel and know it's begging for a new perspective. It's begging for a new energy. It's begging for a transformative leadership. It's begging for a new way to handle conflict in our, in our, in our communities, our country, in our world to solve our issues of our day. The world can be remade by changing the conversation, starting there, having strategic conversations, saying what we are listening to when we go to that still, small voice and know that we will be rightly guided to say what needs to be said in that moment. Because our world is remade first by thinking in terms of God ideas. And then it's reformed and transformed by the cutting-edge conversation that we engage in on a day-by-day basis. We can become history makers. We can begin to speak a new future for our individual lives and the very planet in which we live. And as it says in the book of Isaiah, the words that come out of our mouth shall not return void. They shall return to have completed the task from which they have been sent. So let something good be said because our words represent the songs of our life. They represent the song of life. We want it to represent the highest and best songs possible. So you want to ask, what am I singing about throughout my day? What does the sound of my song sound like? Am I saying words that are victorious? Am I saying words that are about love, peace, and harmony? Am I saying words that are affirming and setting up an energetic field for new headlines to show up in the news that peace is now the order of the day, even in Palestine, even in Israel? That is the future that we can begin to speak into. We're speaking to release all fear of lack and limitation, and we're surrounded, we're affirming by abundance. That is the nature of this universe. So we want to protect our consciousness by affirming words that are life-enhancing. We want to protect that consciousness. And I believe it starts by understanding life and our consciousness corresponds to the nature of the song and a song of nature that are of words. So we don't want to be moved to remove by the Spirit. We don't want to speak till we're spoken through. And when we do, we are in a space where we can deny the power of appearances and speak from that changeless, spiritual, infinite, limited life that is within each and every one of us. This is the creative power of our words. So let something good be said. Peace and blessings to you. We are grateful for the opportunity to share with you today and hope you've taken something from this Sunday's message. If you'd like to hear more from Spiritual Life Center, be sure to click subscribe on the podcast platform you're listening from. You can find out more about our community on our website at www.slcworld.org. 
we look forward to being a part of your continued spiritual journey. Wherever you are, God is, and all is well. Spiritual Life Center Oh